I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. And welcome to another episode of Chicks. Oh, oh say can, can you see, see and dicks. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible singers. Oh, we get to the high point in that, so in that anthem. Otherwise, we'd be screwed. Oh. Um, yeah, so how's it going, Rach? Long time no see. It has been a while. Mm. I, I know. I am trying my best to chill. And I mean that literally because it's very hot and I just turned on my AC. And I mean, I'd like to apologize to our listener for um, just being an absent for so long. I mean, the problem really is that Rachel and I don't get paid to do this. We both have lives, and our lives have been utter shit shows. Well, I think everybody's life has been a bit of a shit show for the past little yeah. while, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're trying. We're trying. So we're... we actually do have more books than we have been make, trying to make a concerted effort to pump out some more material. Yeah. For we're our, doing our best. For, for you. For you. For you, dear, dear, dear listener. Dear listener. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I know we probably said all this last <laughs> Probably. We are glad that you're record. here. We're glad that we're here, and we're glad that we're in this together. And I am not glad that we are reading this book. No, <laughs> no. Even though it was my pick, this this was your pick. So why don't you tell us about the book? Okay. Well, first of all, I have to have a sip of my drink because this okay. does require. Okay. Alcohol what are we drinking? Week. Let's talk about that first. I have uh, a distillery called Freshwater Distillery. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go buy some, that's great to support um, poor, struggling uh, alcohol makers that read romance novels. Also, <laughs> women in distilling business, of which there are, I think, four or five of us in Canada. Oh anyway, Not very enough. few. There's a hundred. There's 156 distillers in Ontario, and four of us are women. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, enough. It's, ama- it's Not amazing. Anyway, so I went and met up with uh, one of my fellow spirit queens. And she's from Laneway Distillers. And you should also check them out because they make some good stuff. And right now, actually, I'm just trying their vodka. I've had a little bit of their vodka, like, sans mixed. It's really nice. And I'm having, actually, what I call a Collingwood Sunset, which is a pineapple grenadine with soda topped with vodka. Ooh, fancy. You can use gin as Yeah, you can use gin as well. But it's actually, it's just a nice, refreshing kind of drink. Because outside, it's, like, blowing a gale and I'm on a, um, a tornado watch. So I figured, why not do something <laughs> thrilling? <laughs> sure. Hey, that's more exciting than this book, I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> and classier. <laughs> so much classier. <laughs> well, I am drinking homebrew because Chris likes to brew, and he brewed up a massive batch of cider and then left. So I have gallons of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drink all by myself. <laughs> well, I'll have to come visit you. You have to come and help wait, me wait. drink this cider. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Got to make the six hour trip to Ottawa to drink some cider. That's <laughs> Just fine. To drink that all good. Through. Yes. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, life has been interesting for me. I know it's been interesting for you, but I mean, you know, like we've both had work issues. We've both had, you know, personal issues. We've just both been, we both went and saw my dad at a porno, which, you know, obviously we're not affiliated with as a podcast, but was hilarious. Oh, so good. So much yeah, fun. Y- yeah. I wish I could be that funny, but we're not. Nope. 
Sorry. Nope. <laughs> My apologies. Maybe it's their accents. Maybe it's like the fact, you know, like if we had an accent, like maybe if to Brits we'd be funnier. Yeah. But I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're just lame anyway. <laughs> I mean, we both, we all like reading, I guess. Well, I mean, he's reading his dad's porn. We're just reading romance novels. It's yeah. quite a little bit different. So, yeah. They're reacting to a book as they go along, and we're just barfing at a book once we're finished it most of the time. Although we've read a couple good ones. It's not fair. We have. We have. It's hit and miss. Mm. This, this is yeah. a miss. Yeah. So, why don't you, why don't <laughs> you tell us all about it? You're swinging a miss. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So, this is my pick. And I picked it based on, so I'm, as most people know, a video game nerd. Uh, and one of the women that I play online with, her name is Ready Player One. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. You're named after like, that's, a, that's a great book. And she's like, thank God you didn't say the movie. And I was like, thank you. Well, no, awesome. that movie's not very and, good. Yeah. And she's, uh, and the, well, the, yeah, I, I don't, I think I saw the movie, but I was drunk. I don't really remember it. Anyway, but <laughs> so she, anyway, so she was like, have you heard this of this book? And it was discussed. And I was like, oh my God, I have a romance podcast. I'm going to totally recommend this book. So anyway, it was a bit of a joke. And when I'm, and then it became something serious. And as I read it, I cried a little inside, but it's called, it's a MAGA hat romance. So it's called Ladies First by Liberty Adams. Now I'm going to have to say preface, preface sorry that um this book is political the plot is based on left versus right yeah so if you don't want to hear anything political you're gonna have to just stop the podcast (laughs) 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 it is impossible to talk about this book without talking about you the can, politics you can slide into in our text. dms all you want and bitch at us about the political sure. nature of this but there are rom- like political romances and if you have like a far left winging like a far left leaning like i don't know um aoc romance thing where they meet at some hippie parade like fucking great send it our way like we will read it and well, rip it probably and rip it apart just as well because most likely there's two sides to the story but this is like the extreme of the extreme right and this is book one and on the cover we'll have to post it up but it's like a man a very white man and a very blonde white woman very Aryan kind of looking thing with like a a, the um, United States flag in the background and then below is kind of the is a MAGA hat yeah so I'm gonna read about the author first before I even before we even get in you can read the things yeah okay please uh, Liberty Adams lives in the wide open spaces west of the Rockies. She writes wholesome, lighthearted romance about patriots who love America, love our president, and best of all, fall in love at the end of each story. Liberty is the pen name of an author who wears the hats of mom, wife, and community volunteer. She proudly owns and wears several assorted MAGA hats of her own. So we can obviously see that she's 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 got an opinion. <laughs> I mean, we all do. Let's yes, be fair. We true. all have an opinion. Yes, yes. And we definitely know what hers is immediately by about the author. So, I mean, like, that that's just the way it goes. But she's she's writing she's writing for the MAGA crowd as a romance novel. So, obviously, there's going to be An certain points of view that are... demographic, I'm sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, however, if you look up her reviews, which we'll go into later, highly amusing. The reviews are almost better than the book. But anyway... Um, Rich, do you want to sum it up for us? I would be happy to. So I am reading to you from the back of the book because we have actual physical copies. Thank you, Shelly, for taking the hit on that one. Yep, $5 each. (laughs) 
just, just, you know, see she's self-published off of Amazon. Ladies first. When Patriot Mike rescues feminist Ricky from a post-Trump rally riot, the clash of opposites sets off sparks between them. But the gentleman giant refuses to leave the side of the spunky half-pint until he and his pickup truck deliver her home safe and sound. Ricky attends the rally to scoop the racism of the Trump crowd in a blog post, but she's forced to spin a false narrative when her mistaken assumptions fail to materialize. When Ricky's lies get Mike doxxed and his construction worksite becomes a target of anti-fascist thugs, his righteous anger forces her to reckon with the truth. Ricky wants to fix the damage and regain Mike's trust, but that means facing the wrath of the liberal mobs. Will Ricky find the courage to leave the left for a lifetime of old-fashioned true love? <laughs> so, first of all, I have a big thing with the back of this, and it's the stupidest thing ever. I am an Oxford comma kind of woman. <laughs> oh, I love an Oxford comma. I know, and so it's deliver her home safe and sound. She's like, safe, comma, and sound, come on, throw it in there. I know it's Oxford and it's English, and this is probably like a tea party thing, but come on. <laughs> I'm not sure the Oxford anyway. comma is a political debate in and of itself. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Everything can be a political debate. <laughs> Fuck the Brits. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this book is 101 pages long. It is uh, a novella, I suppose. I'm not sure what the actual rules are for novella versus short story. Um, but it's not long. It took us a couple of hours to read. I think you took a little longer because you were very busy writing notes. Yes. in your copy so, of the book i tend to, if i have a, if i have a physical copy and even if i have like if i have the appropriate type of file that i can on my ipad take notes as i'm writing like a lot of the time and also like i i could write a million more notes than what i actually write but i have annotations in my book specifically because also i forget my initial impressions and mm. sometimes it's important to remember those and then you can kind of go back and yeah. and uh, review whether you know like they were justified or not like when you wrote the word barf <laughs> in the middle yes. of the page. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that, that's still fairly accurate. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So let, let's take our listener on this journey through Ladies First. It begins with Ricky going to the rally. And she has to get on a streetcar. The author refers to it as a trolley to get to the rally we don't know where this book take, takes place or when this book takes place um, yeah i mean there's only so many towns with like a trolley it almost sounds like san fran or something but i don't know yeah i don't know and i'm not sure that it really matters to be honest um and the, 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 it doesn't the, it doesn't at it all doesn't. the trolley is very crowded and this like big hulking manly man uh tries to save her a seat and she is like so fucking offended by what is a really nice thing for someone to do for a complete stranger yeah and that's exactly. how the book starts so we're introduced to ricky and she's rad fan and she's mad all the time and she's but on her I, way to the rally can i just revisit also like the fact that when this guy if you've ever ridden public transportation this guy's like a massive guy and this little kind of woman kind of just kind of shoving around the train and he literally like 
like he goes immediately he steps out of the way blocking a wall of bodies so all of a sudden he's just blocking all of these people when what he thinks is a gallant like quote unquote gallant gesture if i were on the subway I'd be like fuck you buddy like you didn't have to knock all of us aside it's a seriously yeah like both of us <laughs> have ridden public transit in toronto it's very crowded also other parts of the world um, yeah, the TTC, I've been in Tokyo and people are polite. And yeah, like this. <laughs> you're slammed in there like sardines, and it's it's really um, a bit of a free for all. So she and she is quite petite, and he's very big. Uh, and we find out that he is pretty much obsessed with her from the moment he lays eyes on her. Um, and they part ways possessively. Once, so possess- yes, they they get to the rally. Um, and she goes and finds her seat and he spends the entire rally watching her because she might need protecting at some point Mm -hmm. because she's not capable of protecting herself. She's also dressed like a fucking weirdo. Um, yeah, we don't know why she's just like, she wanted to basically, well, basically she wanted to make an impression as like someone different and she wanted to get shunned essentially at this thing. Like her goal was to be yeah, she, yeah, absolutely, hands down. Good word. Thank you. <laughs> it just came to me. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> no worries. So she's got, and she, she doesn't always dress like this, but for this occasion, she put on um, black eye makeup, and she dyed her hair green, and she's got black fingernail polish. I guess she's dressed like a normal person. I don't know why I said fucking weird. I guess fucking weirdo in the context of, a bunch of super duper right wing button down MAGA folk. No, now you're playing into the narrative that she's saying. Like, not all people are like that, right? So, <laughs> she is she is dressed alternatively, alternatively. compared compared to what you would consider. I love it how we're dressing this down and making it seem PC <laughs> when we really don't have to. Um, <laughs> she is she's basically dressed like a. A normal person? Like, she's wearing a black... No, she's more, like, gothish. She's yeah, got she's green dressed hair, like a goth, black, pseudo-goth, Yeah, I she's guess. got, like, black fingernails, like, you know, green hair, black fingernails, black makeup, like, black lipstick. Yeah. And a hoodie. Like, she's or just kind of gothy. Well, maybe more edgelord than goth. I'm not really sure. Are we really going to get into this debate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go all the way down this rabbit hole if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so just to confirm our bias already, she's dressed she's dressed like a freak. <laughs> Which is funny because when I was in high school, I had green hair and combat boots and black fingernails. Maybe I'm looking unite. for I know, I know. Now I'm dating a Republican, so fuck, man. Maybe I am Ricky. Gotta look in the mirror, Uh-oh. Jesus. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't expect this to get quite this introspective and meta at the same time. <laughs> so anyway. Right, let's continue with the book and then we'll get into this shit later. <laughs> so Ricky goes to the rally and she wanders around trying to find racists, I guess. Um, and this is where we are introduced to what the author thinks that liberals think of conservatives that was i hope you were able to follow yeah, yeah. that train of yeah no it's it's what a what, what a conservative thinks a liberal thinks a conservative thinks oh my god 
Um, and so I guess from, from Liberty Adams's point of view, all liberals believe that conservatives are racist. And that's it. It's the single platform issue. <laughs> she is obsessed with racism in this book. But we'll get down to that later. Um, oh. So she's Ricky is very surprised to see a lot of people of color at this rally. She's doing her best to try to get photos of like just a sea of white people. And she's having a hard time doing it. Um, she... <laughs> She meets the, an, an NRA guy in the hallway, mm-hmm. and then he does this, like, super pedantic thing when she asks for an assault rifle. And he's like, what's an assault rifle? And it's like, dude, well, don't. like." Well, she's, she's also at the rally, and she's like, you know, first of all, before she tries to get to the assault rifle, she's like, she, there, there were veterans there. And as a liberal, she can't celebrate veterans. Veterans, quote unquote, veterans were not people she and the sisterhood openly celebrated because she's part of this crazy fucking cult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the Lib Femme cult. She de- so the whole reason she's going to this rally is that she can write a blog post um, and then get inducted into this. Uh, sis- it's called the sisterhood. And it's this. Uh, extremist group group of like of feminists and again we get to see how the uh, we get we're looking through this right-wing lens of what a feminist is and she is um man-hating and she i guess hates veterans and she hates the police and And quote unquote fourth wave and a fourth i don't know what a fourth wave feminist is i'll be honest with you I thought it ended at first wave and now we're in like post-feminism era, but what do I know? (laughs) I don't know. I took a gender studies class in like, I don't know, 2001. So I got an A in it. Sweet. Oh, that was 11 years ago. So yep. Yep. (laughs) Serving you well today. Um, Yeah, so I'm, I'm already pouring myself another drink. Oh, this is what good, I think of this good for you. <laughs> the end of this podcast might get a little messy. So the, the rally, not a whole lot happens at the rally. She talks to a few people, uh, and she speaks to one guy who had like weird things to say about why he's a Trump supporter, and that he, because of Trump, his wife can stay home and not work, and they'll be able to put okay. their kids through college. I really did not understand. Okay, okay, no, no, no. Okay, so what that was one going was okay. On. So, so there's a few. Okay, let's break this rally, or let's let's break the the Trump rally down because um. Okay, so she she goes there expecting to expose racism, homophobia, so on and so forth, like anything that you know that you would stereotypically think of a redneck Trumper, right? Which which then she finds is not the case. So this guy that she runs into is actually a Democrat who voted for Trump. Yes, that's it. And so she wants to talk to him because she thinks of him as a traitor. <laughs> so, and then he's like, he's like, you know what? It's all about like being able to pay the bills and so on and so forth. And everybody is, who are we going to go for? Sleepy Joe, blah, blah, blah. Brings up the, we're corrupt Hillary, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was, you know, it was the same talking points that, you know, that is the same talking points that you hear the bullshit everywhere. It's just this extremist kind of attitude. And yeah, there are Democrats who voted for Trump and maybe that's why they did. But honestly, like that's so basically she's the author through Ricky and Ricky's point of view is basically Ricky is discovering that 
the right isn't evil and isn't bad. And that's her introduction. And that's the point of this rally at the beginning of the book. Yeah. <clears throat> However, like on the topic of racism and looking for racists, uh, we do hear some <laughs> things that Trump has to say. And he, <clears throat> he uses the term Pocahontas to refer yes. to, is it Warren? Elizabeth Warren? Yes. And it's like, that is so racist. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, you know, she's looking for racism and here it is right in front of her, but nobody seems to notice that that's racist. Uh, no, yeah. the author certainly, the author certainly doesn't, that's for sure. But at the same time, you know, like, again, I, I don't, I don't think this book realizes a lot of things about itself. Well, so, okay. <laughs> so. I kind of wanted, part of me wants to believe that this is all satire because it's so offensive to anyone who might even be the tiniest bit left-leaning or even maybe just like a centrist anyone who might think for just a moment that oh maybe socialism is a good thing it's not communism uh yeah and maybe we should maybe women should have a choice about what to do with their own bodies and Anyway, well, okay, we're gonna get into that later because there is an economics lesson that I have highlighted later <laughs> on in the book. Remember? <laughs> so I we're still at the fucking rally. So. Yeah, I know, right? So we haven't even gotten past the rally where he saves or uh, yes, so good old Mike saves her. The rally ends, and Mike has got his eagle eyes trained on Ricky, and she is not paying attention to her surroundings. And there is an Antifa mob. Well, the the Liberty Adams constantly says anti-fascist. I don't think she says yes. Antifa. Or no, Antifa. maybe she does. No, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, well, it doesn't matter. Mm. There is an Antifa mob outside just uh, waiting to cause a ruckus. And they start pushing people and kicking people. And Ricky kind of gets caught up in this. And she's being attacked by these <laughs> effeminate Antifa jerks. And mm-hmm. so Mike kind of swoops down and plucks her out of the melee, and he doesn't... Well, they start shoving her around, which doesn't make any sense. She really doesn't do anything. Because she's been at the Trump rally doesn't mean that she's, A, associated. Like, say you were just walking by. Like, it doesn't really but that's matter. A, but so. that's how Antifa works, right? Like, they're just mm-hmm. there to cause trouble, and they don't care who they're pushing or shoving as long as they're hurting people, because I guess that's their end goal, is just to be assholes all day. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's so so Mike rescues her from the Antifa jerks and takes her to a diner <laughs> where she orders. Yeah, where... Well, she first of all, like she kind of objects to him saving her. And then she's like, I don't want to get in the car with you, which is kind of reasonable because she just met the guy and totally she recognized fair. him from being on the subway. Also, if you... and he comes and he gets his buddy to come pick them up. So she's in a in a strange vehicle with two men with she doesn't two, know exact two dudes yeah <laughs> um so she sort of like puts up a bit of a fight but relents because i guess she can just she instinctually she can trust this big strapping white man um so he takes her to a diner and she doesn't want to order anything why not because she doesn't have any money money yeah okay and this ha- this is a recurring theme ricky doesn't carry money with her <laughs> anywhere no, she no, goes she- 
No, she doesn't. She doesn't carry a card. She doesn't carry money. She, she doesn't have Apple Pay. She's got fuck all. She she is useless. I don't even know how she gets on the goddamn trolley. Right. I, I guess she had a token <laughs> in her pocket. I don't know. I don't know. It is a token system. Is it like you know? She, she got a Presto card, and that's it. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck? Like she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't carry any sort of form of ID. Like maybe because she's going undercover, she's neglected. But like again, I would like to believe that. But then throughout the whole book, she never carries. She any type of anything on her it's so weird it's just a weird thing to write about. who leaves the house without a dollar in their fucking pocket or a card on them right like, come on come on uh so they go to the so at the restaurant they have this conversation and mm-hmm. i just i have i i pulled this jumped out at me the first time and i just am desperate to share it with the world uh, Ricky okay. sat back and looked around the place. Oh, I'm on page 31, if you'd like to read along. Ricky sat back and looked around the place, seeming <laughs> to like what she saw. She sipped, her jaw unclenched. She even raised her cup. Cheers. Their eyes met as he lightly clinked his rim to hers. To intersectionality. That's Mike speaking. This is Ricky. Are you making fun of me? Of course not, he said, pretending to be offended. Intersectionality works for everybody, if you think about it. No, it doesn't. You don't know what you're talking about. Of course I do. Of course I do. There's a comma in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you think you get to make the rules, but your rules only exist in your twisted world. It's not even a. It's not even a word. Wait, wait, if you're intersectional for what? Being white, female, with green hair, and white. I'm one quarter Mexican. Then I'm intersectional for white and male and Scottish Swedish descent, and that makes me less than human, at least according to your people, right? She scoffed. You're so so sure you know it all. It's just your white male privilege, he sighed. I will say it goes both ways, and my rule is just as legitimate as yours. In fact, more so. You've got one sliver (laughs) of the universe who believes the way you do. I've got everything else on my side. (laughs) Oh, my What? Okay, so... So first of all, he's like, I really like this chick, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say that her rules only exist in her twisted world, like... Like, just, like, wait a, and then her whole, like, I'm one quarter Mexican. I'm, like, I'm one third and one eighth point three three percent, like, French. Also, <laughs> like, you don't know what intersectionality means. Yeah, just, okay, explain so intersectionality, because I didn't know what, I didn't know what this term was either. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it's, like, so it's bullshit. It's, I'm going to do a really bad job explaining this, and I apologize, um, but essentially what it boils down to is intersectionality is all of our individual overlapping identities um, impacting how we experience the world. And it began as a point of law in terms of um, discrimination against people because of who they are and where they come from. Uh, And has since sort of expanded out from there. But at its heart, it really is just how we experience the world and how we experience discrimination. And so, right. for example, you and I were both white, cisgendered, straight women. And so yes. we experience the world, both of us experience the world through that lens. And our experiences are shaped by that. But I'm Jewish and you're atheist. And that's where we diverge. And so my experiences as a Jewish woman differ from your experiences of the world as an atheist. And that, in a nutshell, is a very terrible explanation of intersectionality. Exactly. Which is why I'm right all the time and you're wrong. Which is why right? you're right all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially what he's saying in this book. 
Um, <laughs> but that's what he's saying. He's like, because Rachel, you're Jewish, and you are believing in all this shit. Like, you're only your small, twisted, twisted world is like the Jewish world, where it's like mine would be completely well, right because I'm an atheist. Possibly, like, according like, to Liberty <laughs> Adams, because I'm Jewish, I might be better positioned to get more out of the world because, of course. I am part of a large global cabal that runs the banks. Right? <laughs> oh, right. and, and, and lizard people and so on and so forth. No, right? the lizard people are not Jewish. Oh, no, David the lizard Ike people are anti-Semitic. Yes, he's, he's very anti-Semitic. That is correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Well, at least, you know, as an atheist in America, I am statistically less welcome than any other sect or religion, so... Yeah, that's a thing. And you're going to go straight to hell when you die, which is ironic because... Yes. And when I'm in the United States, I'm very cognizant of the fact, actually, and I say that I'm agnostic when I'm in the Bible Belt because people are visibly uncomfortable. And I talked to a neurosurgeon when I was down there. I was scuba diving. And I told him I was an atheist because I was in the Caymans and he's from Florida. And he's like, I would never say that in America, but I am. And he was like, I say I'm agnostic because no one would trust an atheist doctor. Unbelievable. Interesting. Yep. Anyway, I guess it's back not to the book. I don't know why I said that. It's totally believable. So yeah, yeah so that I'm amoral. So this is a conversation they have at the diner, um, during which I guess they fall in love. So this is the best. This is the best part. Okay, so Rach, I'm at a diner with you. You've just saved me. I'm really unsure of the whole situation. And then we get into basically this political debate where you belittle me. Yes. And I'm like, oh my god, he's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much exactly how it goes so after mm-hmm. the diner he's like you know can i drop you someplace um and she lives in an apartment with her best friend but she actually she's mid-20s she's in her mid-20s but she's, she's actually going student. home to stay mm-hmm. with her parents because she's gonna house it for them uh and they haven't left yet but before she goes home she first needs to go to mike's house so she can wash the makeup off her face and wash the dye out of her hair because mm-hmm. she's in her 20s, but still it's it's like all of the, like this. She's wearing an identity that isn't hers and she's acting out through her outward appearance and she has to go and wash well, that off so she can go home and be like the good girl. And prior to that, also, like, you have to recognize that he's uber possessive of her even leaving the diner. So, like, chapter six, page 35, um, (laughs) the first in the first paragraph of the chapter, if she were a different female, he'd be holding her hand. He'd wrap in a small, soft, and his larger, rougher one. She would be. She could be. She would be his girl. Like, it's just, it's like already this possessiveness is already happening. There's a very large possessive streak. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's actually kind of frightening. Yes. He needs, because, he needs to own her. Uh, and he and says the context, he's his grandfather's grandchild. I don't know how I was going to say his father's. Yeah. His grandfather's son. Um, yeah. And his grandfather lived by this motto of ladies first. And so that kind of informs everything he does. And I'm like, so if, if you live by the creed of ladies first, then why are you such a patronizing asshole? <laughs> And, like, yeah. your rule is law, and what you think and say is what matters, and what she wants comes second. This is going to be important at the end of the book when something really upsetting happens. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but my thing is also, like, with this book, like, the the author is kind of setting up her values of what she thinks yes. a woman should be. And I just kept on thinking of 
uh, a Handmaid's Tale where you have like the Marthas. I'm like, this this woman is a Martha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get back to the book before uh, we get into like the intellectualism of that. All right, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So after all of that, she writes her blog post, and because she couldn't find any racists at the rally, she just lies about what happened. She makes it up. Um, but because she's not a very good writer, I guess she or very includes smart. or a very smart writer. She includes Mike's name. No, that's not how it happens. I'm gonna interject. She is. She doesn't include his name in there. Oh, that's the right. people when she goes and presents the post because she gets accepted into this cabal of crazy leftist fucking <laughs> extremists. Like they, I like, will insist honestly, you they, refer to them as rad fans. <laughs> Okay, they they are rad femmes. They are fucking crazy. They're just basically like, you can't have a boyfriend. You can't marry. You can't do these things. You must be a single, destitute woman who will never have a child because that's like enslaving your right and your choices. Like, it's just like, it's total fucking crazy. There's like an example where this one woman got um, uh, not kicked shunned. out, but basically punished, shunned because her father was a police officer. And, you know, like, so on and so forth. And it's just, like, what's she going to think, like, when I find out that my grandfather was, like, a, I think, like, in the army or no, something? No, a hunter. Oh, that's right. A hunter, right? Because, like, she likes hunting. Because you she, have to she be, can't admit to that. in addition to being a man-hating, you, you have also to be, like, have to be a, a vegetarian, vegan? I guess. <laughs> and I don't know. destitute. Because <laughs> it's, like, you're taking some kind of weird vow of poverty to be a feminist. I don't. Oh, you're, like, a fucking Franciscan monk or something? <laughs> Jesus. <don't> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like I, so anyway so she at the meeting someone's like well who is this guy and basically she's like his name is like mike schwartz at 555-3222 his i just like just basically just <laughs> that's, like that's, tells that's them right. all that's the information information about his job site but it might as well have just been like totally bullshit so funny thing is like she doesn't get doxxed as per like he, he doesn't get doxed. He gets doxed, but she doesn't dox him. Everybody at the meeting doxed him. Some, and then at the why. same time, she was never forced into writing the post. She was pressured into it in order to get into it. Like I'm just like, I mean, it's like little things, but at the same time, yeah. it's it makes a difference. Because I find with this type of book, the extreme wording of everything is really what the problem is in societies today is like everything has to be an extreme. Whereas if you're not accurate with the representation of a word, then you're going to like blow it out of proportion. And that's what everything does on extreme sides. And I think that's part of the problem in our society is that everything's this emotional wreckage of language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, pers- personal point, but let's go no, on. <laughs> I get it. Well made. Well said. Uh, yeah. So you're, I, yeah. 100% right. I was wrong. She doesn't mention Mike in her blog post, but she does mention him and everything about him to her group of rad femme sisters. Uh, and they dox him for some reason, which ends up sending the Antifa, With Antifa. mob to his work site because... Antifa mobilized. Well, that's ex- that, and that's a word used at some point in this book. Mobilizing the liberal mob. It's like, because we've all got them on speed dial. And we just say the code phrase and off they go. So yeah. they're protesting his job site for some unknown reason. Um, because he was, no, because he tried to oppress Ricky and, or Petra as her Yes, Petra's parlance is the name of her blog. And this is the other, I don't know if this woman really understands 
blogs and how and why things go viral. Like, there is no way her blog post would go viral. This is a blog well, that nobody here- reads and nobody's heard of. And maybe it'll make, she's posting it for the sisterhood. So the girls in the sisterhood are going to read it and maybe they'll share it among their friends. But this post would- isn't blowing up the internet. I would also like to point out that this is during Trump's presidency. When were blogs ever going viral? <laughs> it's like maybe if it were like a Twitter feed, I would believe it. You know what I mean? But it's it's a fucking blog post. Yeah. Like, who? What blog post is going viral at that point? Yeah. Oh, I really ever. I don't know. I don't know. Also, and I thought this was hilarious. People keep printing out what oh, she's yes. written online yeah like they're not reading off their phones they're no, printing it out and yeah. so she has to read her blog post at the sisterhood meeting and she's reading a printout you read, read from your goddamn phone like a normal person <laughs> don't print it out. i mean she doesn't carry any money on her she doesn't have any credit cards she she's doesn't not like do anything Maybe... home so she's good yeah mm-hmm. like i just one up on me i don't have a printer I'm a... I'm just really confused by Ricky's lack of knowledge or wherewithal with technology, yet she's a master's student. What? Yeah. But um, a master's student in gender studies. No, she also, as we find out later, got her business degree. That's right. She does. So did she just, is it an undergrad or does she have an MBA? It's a little unclear. I think, no, I think she, I I think she has her undergrad, but anyway, I'm sure she just printed out her diploma anyway. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. Mike ridicules her for her business degree. No, no, we're going to get to that. He, he owns his own company, but belittles her for having a degree in business. No, we're going to get to that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, so. She she was this thing, the Antifa and the, the left rad rad shems and shit like show up at his work site. And he his reaction Oh my is, god. His reaction is to text her to tell her about this and how upset he is. And then go to her parents to complain about her behavior. Yes. She's in her fucking mid twenties. Yes. And he goes to her parents. parents. <laughs> yep. He tattles. So her Yep. So her parents call her and tell her that she needs to basically come over and apologize. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Like this woman, they're doing like Liberty Adams and Mike, and I guess her parents also to some degree are doing everything in their power to strip this woman of her agency. And yep. so why wouldn't you just talk to her directly? What the fuck are you doing? going to her parents and complaining to them about mm. her behavior. She's a fucking adult. Can you imagine so are you. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're in your 20s and like your boy or some random guy, no, some random guy who saved you from a rally and then like fucked off was just like came to your parents' place to complain because you doxed them or like something happened? Like, are you fucking oh kidding me? I'd be like, God. you are a scary motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my house. Right? <laughs> Holy shit, stay away from what? my daughter while you're at it. Like, yeah. It, again, it's just like with this sort of like this very patronizing attitude uh, about um, dealing with women and dealing with your problems. And, like, you know, she's, he, like, again, he sort of lives by this code of 
honor thy mother and father. So she's always going to be her parents' daughter. She's always going to have to answer to them until she gets married and then she has to answer to her husband. At no point is she ever her own person. (laughs) So she realizes that she made a huge mistake and she feels bad. Okay, fine, whatever. Which is fine because she totally did lie. And she the did. post was total bullshit. She did. And, and she got into the club, but then she starts to realize that she doesn't want to be in that club because she started, then she starts kind of fantasizing about him and being like, oh, he was so nice and gentle. Oh, and by the way, when she leaves him at their parents' place, she kisses him and then leaves him as like a tease. She's like, I hate your fucking guts. You suck. Like, here, let me kiss you. And then I'm just going to turn my back on you and fuck off. Yeah. It's a little unclear. <laughs> is she teasing herself with this kiss? Is she she's trying to tease him with it? Because we don't. Cause I th- well, it's. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's kind of written as like a backfire. Like she meant to like pull the power play, like kiss him and like leave him wanting. And then she found out that she's the one who wants him. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. he's too strong. That's how I kind of read into that. To, but maybe to fall maybe for that, right? Because it's just <sighs> so. So Ricky, Ricky feels Ricky fucking feels badly. She she prints um, a retraction essentially. Yeah. So basically, her, her viral post goes extra viral when she apologizes for lying through fucking teeth, which is valid. I mean, she did. So yeah. you know, right your wrongs, do your thing, do the right thing, fine, own up. And then, um, so Antifa mobilizes and goes to her house <laughs> or her apartment. Goes yes. Yeah, so now the mob has moved and is outside I her just see, like a whole bunch of people. You know, you know when like um, Muppets from Space, where they're like, they're like, let's go over here, and it's like everybody takes their sides and then like leaves. Like that's that's how I feel it happened. Like you're not coming. We're just gonna go over here instead. Are you three? Are you three? Yeah, no one's gonna get that reference uh, unless they've seen Muppets from Space, which is a great movie. Everyone, just but... let's take a moment, let's pause, and just go watch Muppets from Space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole soundtrack is funk. So know, if you want a good great. soundtrack, it is it is an amazing Fantastic soundtrack. movie. So <laughs> Ricky, of course, but maybe gets... a little too liberal for this. <laughs> <laughs> she gets kicked out of the sisterhood. Um, and then ditched by her best friend whom she lives with. Um, but Ricky... And she has to go to... Ricky to go needs to, her place get to get into her apartment because she needs... To get her stash. To get her stash. <laughs> Again, because she left the house without any money and she's getting a tattoo. This is something that she's been Ugh. wanting her entire life. Um, yes. And she saved up for it. I get tattoos are expensive. I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and this is really super duper important to her. And today's the day she's going to get her tattoo. Uh, but <laughs> she left her cash at home. Oh, my God. Right? So she's got to get into her apartment to get her tattoo money. But there's this mob outside. Like, was she selling drugs on the side? And that's where she was stashing her hair. Like, uh, shit. Who like, cares? <laughs> so, and of course, because she doesn't fucking know anybody else in this world, she has to call Mike and ask for his help. And Apparently, he's got some kind of like private security on retainer. So, as a construction professional, <laughs> I don't know whose house he's building. Maybe he's building like J Lo's house. Who the so fuck knows? suspicious to me. This guy has got to be mobbed up. This is like, I mean, construction. My name is Tony. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little soprano y to me, but like, let's. <laughs> so, 
he gets her into the apartment um and she gets her tattoo or she like collects her money um also also like you know what i would do if i were in that situation i would i can't remember what her friend's name is but i'd be like let's say it's like monica or something i'd be like hey uh monica um i know you hate me now but if you want to get in and out of the apartment with all these people harassing you, maybe you should just drop a duffel bag outside for me. Yeah, just drop it at the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, because it's po- it's a problem for Monica as well because she can't leave the apartment. So while Mike, I guess, is like he is uh, doing recon on her apartment, he stashes her at his at his house that he owns and lives in with his twin with sister. His sister. And so Ricky and the sister have this heart-to-heart uh, and I feel like it's a very important um, to say that I think the sister, once upon a time, well, the sister can sympathize with Ricky because I think once upon a time maybe the sister had her own, she had her own flirtation with the dark side, <laughs> with liberalism, uh, but has since mm-hmm. come around. So the two women get along and the sister quite likes Ricky and she talks some sense into Mike because she knows that Mike is into her, but... He, he. Mike doesn't want to admit his own feelings. Yeah, but the sister's exactly. like, you both love each other. We, I can tell. And when she's that character, she is that <laughs> character. And when, when the sister and Mike have a conversation about Ricky, the sister is busy cleaning the house, and she gets Mike to help him, and he doesn't want to because cleaning is woman's work. Like yes. it's right there in the text. He <laughs> objects says, to it's helping it's, her yeah. because he doesn't because feel it's, it's his job to clean his own fucking house. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, so Ricky talks about getting this tattoo. Uh, she gets her tattoo. So she and Mike, like, don't actually cross paths at this point. She gets the tattoo money. Mike comes home. The sister's like, you're stupid. You both really like each other. And he's like, oh, my God, what do I do? How do I make this right? Do you know where she's she's like, oh, she's going to go. Do you know where where she is? And the sister's like, she's going to get a tattoo. And he, like, loses his mind. He's like, I hate tattoos. I hate tattoos. She can't get a tattoo. Especially on women. How she can possibly... I couldn't date a woman with a tattoo. So he rushes off to talk her out of getting this fucking tattoo that she's wanted her whole Whole life. life. And saved up for. And saved up for. Yes, this is, like, mm -hmm. a really important thing for Ricky. And he manages to talk her out of it. And yeah, no, just, he goes, so he shows oh up at the tattoo oh parlor while she's like hemming and hawing. Not even. She's like on the table ready to get it. I think she has like uh, the, um, the design or whatever. The thing. Oh, what's I, the word just went right out of my head. The stencil is already mm-hmm. on. And like the artist is there, needle in hand, ready to go. And Mike barges in. He's like, don't do it. I love you. But and she's like, you don't get to tell me what to do with my own body. And he's like, and well, he goes, actually, goes, well, I kind of no, no. do. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the way it goes down. It goes. He, she goes, you can't tell me what he's like. Well, what you're doing is you're scarring your perfect body. And she's like, I never thought about it like that. You give me so many different perspectives I've never thought about. And they're amazing and so right. But it's like, where's the because counter that's... argument to that? Where is the, okay, you think that this is some terrible thing that I'm doing to my body. And I'm like dirtying it somehow getting this tattoo. It's like, where's the argument? Like, well, counterpoint 
This is art. This is an artistic expression. And I am beautifying my body. This is an integral part of my identity and who I am. We never get to have that discussion. At no point throughout this, the entirety of this book does Ricky ever present a different point of view. Why she thinks no. and feels the way she does. It's just what Mike has to say and what Mike has to think and what Mike has to feel all fucking day. And that's what's no, important. Because no. he's the no, man. Well, this, is, this is how their conversations go. It goes like this. Mike. Well, you know... People are stupid. Ricky, people aren't stupid. He says they are stupid because I've seen it. And she goes, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? What the actual fuck yeah. is going on? No, yeah, that is, that is, that is all. She's like, I never thought of it like that before. But now that you presented that, that's, that's how that's presented. Yeah. It's really manipulative. <laughs> yeah. And she's incapable mm-hmm. of like having her own, she has her own opinion, but then immediately subverts that opinion for his. Yeah. So we don't, we never find out also how old Mike is. We know how old Ricky is, but Mike is, I'm guessing in his 30s. I ha- that's what I think. It's very unclear. I think at one point it's hinted at that he might be in his late 20s, but I think he's in his 30s. Well, he's in his late 20s with his own construction company, making right. like with his own security <laughs> thing. Like that's even more mobby. <laughs> Either that, because I don't think he's ex military. No, I, I think he just... No, no he argues for veterans, but he doesn't argue against. Right. Like, he's not, I don't and think so. And it's like, oh my goodness. So, and that's how the book ends. Yeah. They, like, leave the tattoo parlor hand in hand. And she'll, like, consider not getting the tattoo. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a happy ending. Yeah, so... So here's what's funny. So I don't know what Mike does... So let's go over some of our, our well, my notes, yes. and go over some of our, our highlights, shall we, of the book. Um, so we already mentioned um, we already meant we already mentioned the the whole tram thing and how it bother, it would bother me to be like on a subway and someone shoves me aside, right? I mean, and I, she's also I'd be I'd be mad to get shoved aside on the subway, but if I were the person not being shoved and someone's trying to like. Give me, like I've had people like offer me a seat and it's really nice and I'm always very grateful so I would like to point out and so far in the book like feminists cannot hunt you cannot nope. like have any diverse opinions or do anything that a, a, a like a, a right-wing person would do like these are the the conceptions you get like or it's the, a binary. This is like a concept, a universe. right? It's just it's like it's one thing or the you other. You can, yes, you can't. You can't like veterans. You can't like police officers. You can't like anyone in an authority figure. Um, I, I also love the fact as the fact that um, when she's at the rally, just some of the terms. Like I don't know if this is like an American thing, but like um, at one point, quote unquote, she says she's talking about. Uh, the people at the rally. She turned a corner and nearly collided with a group of college ASU, several of them persons of color. Just as shocking were the whites in their midst. What? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, just the use of, like, the way that's described is, is it's so weird to me. Like, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's a weird choice of words. It's, I, like, I almost, like, I. Why is it shocking say, that you have this, like, say, group of people who represent, like, all the colors of 
the had a, ethnic had rainbow, right? Like, <laughs> like, and I understand that what she's trying to say is like she was surprised because right wingers are supposed to just be white; they're not supposed to be people of color, but. Like the whites in their mist, so like she's they're not segregated and so on and so yeah. forth, which is I think what the authors but it's just the way it's written seems segregated. Like she couldn't just say like people of all creeds, like she couldn't say like mixed like of of all mixed like ethnicities or yeah. you know, like just the odd way that the sentence is even segregated just seems weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, and also I would never call people whites in in like persons of color. It could just I don't know. It's just fucked up. Like America has a weird thing with um, the way they discuss uh, race. race. And like, yes. And I mean, and, and no, so I very, just, the language it, is very charged. It, it's because, very unique also to American culture. Because and, I, and I'm sure there are Americans listening charged. to this. <laughs> and I'm sure there are Americans listening to this being like, what the fuck? And they're going to hate that statement. But at the same time, like if I'm ever in the States, I, the, the political, um, discussions about race are unique to the United States with its history of racism and with its history of slavery and its unique rallies from, you know, like uh, from MLK and like all the other, the other ones. Right. So like, you're like, you're looking at all these different kind of aspects that never really happened the same way in any other nation on the planet. So you can't deny that there's not a unique language and culture that goes around it. So no, I no, that that's there. absolutely true. And that's not to suggest that Canada doesn't have its own terrible history when it comes to racism. Cause we absolutely do. Um, yeah. But so it's a different, just I guess the way we sort of deal with it is very different and the language we use to talk about it is also very different. Yeah, and it's not to say we don't have our racist problems because we have a shitload of them. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so but the <laughs> maybe that's my liberal mind talking. I don't know. But and, um, but there's this one point where she's at the rally, and she she says, "Aren't you afraid of being a racist?" The man threw back his head and laughed. If that's the worst thing I'm ever called, I'm doing pretty well. I'm like, that's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad to be called a racist. <laughs> Like, what else have you been called? Like, a murderer? Like, what? Like... Oh and he goes, God. so for us, the numbers are way, way better. Know what I mean? If that makes me racist, so be it. I'm like, first of all, that's awful. And, like, what policies and, like, are, are leading to this? Like, I just don't, I don't understand. Well, so it's, 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 there's... it's just the whole yeah. thing. But again, like, Liberty Adams is hung up on race. And again, I think it's just this idea of what, like the sort of right and left and the right and left divide. And it, it all has to do with race and racism. Like that's not it's part of the issue. Sure. But that's not the only thing that there is, but because she's incapable of being more nuanced in her political commentary, it just boils down to this one singular issue of race. Well, like also, so later on, he's, she's still talking to the, he's, this is the Democrat that voted for Trump, right? So, and he touched the word Democrat on his shirt. It's these people, the people who are hurting the country. So, miss, now you know why I'm at the rally. I hope I answered your questions today. Have a good day. And he touches the bring of his MAGA cap. So it's just like, these people are hurting the country. And, and the thing is, is my question is, is like, and this is where the propaganda element of these books kind of come in, is like, how? You know, yeah. like, how is it hurting the country? Yeah. Because we already know that she's hurting the country because she's liberal feminist. She doesn't listen. She's a liar. She just wants to, you know, have all these things. But, like, there's no specific. And, I mean, this is a romance novel. I get it. But if you're going to write a political romance novel, like, at least dive a little into policy. 
right yeah and it, but again this goes back to ricky never challenging or addressing or questioning anything that's told to her and i like it's i mean this is very obviously just liberty adams shortcomings as an author um but if ricky is so passionate about being a democrat and being a rad femme and all the rest of it well how come she doesn't ask the very simple question how are the democrats ruining the country Mm. what specifically have they done to ruin the country and even if like and again but that's just another opportunity to like throw out some preposterous hot button issue or talking point fine like quote fox news all you want but at least like add a little bit of yeah yeah, so like but like chapters chapters one to three racism is mentioned probably 20 times yes so like if you want to read this book you're gonna you're gonna have that opinion it's an obsession like oh trumpists aren't racist like yeah it's yeah it's a total obsession and it's just it's she's working very mm -hmm. hard to prove that they're not yeah and like you know like just chapter four is like from his perspective it's like he needed to be her eyes and ears and i'm like oh she can't take care of herself and this is where he gets like super possessive and basically stalks her at this it turns out that she can't so So he is absolutely justified in everything that he does because she can't fucking take care of herself she needs a Mm -hmm. rescuer she needs a big strong man to tell her what to do and what to think and all the rest of it you know, and if, like, if it were a situation where, like, he kind of took an interest in her, like, you know, had a crush on her and so forth, so he found an excuse to be near her, like, still kind of creepy. But if she, I, I guess if they gave her, like, an element of being able to fight back or defend her, like, fend for herself, like, I would be like, okay, she got in too far. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Antifa stuff, like, but there's just this element of, like, she's constantly useless and hopeless. <laughs> yeah. Like, she hasn't been infantilized. It doesn't quite go that far. But... She is very petite, and that comes up from time to time. And when they're at the diner, she like her hands don't even wrap around the mug that she's holding. Like, <laughs> like, how big is a child size hand? Like, how big is the hands, or how small? Are her hands? How small like, are her hands? And how the... big is this mug? Well, I mean, maybe he likes her because her small hands will make his dick look huge. Oh, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> don't think about that. <laughs> but it's like, like at one point, he's like, all he wanted was a chance to talk to her. I'm like, well, you could walk up to her and talk just, to her like a, like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but if that were the case, maybe it would turn into some like weird pickup artist where all he can do is just neg because he doesn't know how to talk to him. Oh, I highlighted the intersectionality <laughs> conversation as well. Yeah. Okay, we went through that one. I'm just trying to. Um... And, it, and then at some point, she's like, she's being dropped off. And he's like, uh. It could have brought all of this down. How did I know you weren't some rapist or a serial murderer? And I'm like, how do you still not know? He still <laughs> you could still be. don't know this guy. Like he's just right. like, he's bringing your parents' place. He could just take a right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, why did you come to the rally? Curiosity mostly. Said Ricky, penitence of sort. I'm joining a feminist group. I'm like, you're joining a fucking cult. <laughs> it is. It is a hundred percent a cult. Uh, and then she gets upset with a feminist group because they have a meeting at a country club and that sort of flies in the face of everything that she thinks is a, fem- a feminist should be. As I said, they have to take a vow of poverty and she shops at thrift stores um, and writes about being a feminist on a budget or some weird shit like this. And yeah. so she becomes very disillusioned with the whole sisterhood because 
they meet at a country club and then they retire for brandy and cigars. I'm like, are cigars, you sure you're yeah. at a feminist meeting? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I feel like, yeah. Because the whole like, like country a... clubby vibe doesn't really jive with this rad femme angle you're pitching. Oh, now, but now you're going into stereotypes, right? You don't know what. You can't it's judge true. them for that. It's true. So... Here's the best. This, here's another one. Ricky's priority lay with her grad program, her position in the department. Most of all, her the membership with the sisterhood. I'm like, they're not mutually like like mutually exclusiveness. Like, what is the, yeah, like, you can still make her gender studies. Should, and... she, should, she should. She should. She could still graduate without being part, unless like that's a thing. In which case, you should definitely get the fuck out of that university. <laughs> But I would have thought if it were like an under, if she were an undergrad and she desperately needs to join this particular sorority to pave the way to grad school because she wants to go to a certain grad school and being part of the sorority is going to help her down the road with her academic and career aspirations. Fine, but she's in grad school. You don't. First of all, you don't join a sorority in grad school. That's just that's no. like no, you, you no. <laughs> You're past all of that. Not, no, you could if you're Rodney Dangerfield. He joined a sorority? When, I didn't see that. Yeah, he joined, like, he went to join a fraternity, I think, and back to school, like, back, like, when he... I found out my dad rushed a frat. Really? <laughs> yes! Nice. And hated nice. it. Nice. <laughs> um, so, also, oh, Rach, I just ran into this. Okay, so, there are certain words that she uses, I don't know if it's, like, a a colloquialism like maybe it's where she's from or something but to nail someone doesn't mean that you're like making fun or doing something so he laughed even though she really knew how to piss a guy off any guy but him that is another time he'd have hung back worried about what she thought let her nail him yeah now he knew better and i'm like so like to let her like have at him essentially yes. or like aggravate him yeah you and, and i'm like that, to nail him i'm like to nail, like, nail him to me to just fuck him yeah yeah <laughs> but she's using it, or Liberty Adams is using it in the context of like having a go at him, making fun of him, getting her digs in. Yeah, and it co- it's happens repeatedly, and it's just it 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 took me out of the book. Oh yeah, yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> totally. So oh, and then um, just after that is our our uh, lesson in economics. Oh, let's hear it, please. I'm covered, she said. Not that I'll need it, but I've got an undergrad in business. Oh, Rach, do you want to like read the male part? I'll read oh, the female sure. part. Okay, we can we'll make this a thing. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want me to be the male part? I've got more like I guess the I've got it's, the lower one. Oh, we can both read the male part. <laughs> what page are you on? <laughs> I'm on page forty-five. Forty-five. I'm covered. Right, cool. It's like three quarters down the page. Okay, forty-five. Okay, I'll be Ricky. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. oh that's like that girl i plays like i played online with <laughs> she sounded like that yeah um yeah fucking useless okay sorry William. i'm covered not that i'll need it but i've got an undergrad in business <laughs> business that's a joke right want to run mine then you'll find out how the real world operates calling in your receivables to make payroll because you've got employees with kids that need to be fed after about two weeks of that, you'll toss that socialism shit right out the window. Keep on going. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. There's more. I said I wouldn't need the business degree. 
actually, I did it because my parents insisted I get a degree that could support me financially. The masters I'm paying for on my own. But next election, we'll get a president with student loan forgiveness and free college. Free. <laughs> so you'll teach for free, right? You didn't learn much in business school, did you? Who pays for your rent then? She sneered. This conversation was going downhill, but he was drilling into her also sexual. You could tell. <laughs> he didn't care if he pissed her off or not. She was living in Disneyland thinking like this, and she wanted to teach others to adopt these beliefs. There's so much money in this country. There's no need for people to pay for health care, college, housing, and anything. The government should pay for it all. What? How old are you? Eight? Even an eight-year-old understands basic economics. Here's your weekly allowance, Johnny. Now give it back to me because even though you mowed the lawn, you didn't earn it. And I'm giving it to your sister because, well, she thinks she deserves it. <laughs> what? <Okay>. What? <laughs> <laughs> like Liberty Adams does not understand what taxation is, and it's this um, these uh, these ideals of like this, I guess libertarianism streak, and and basically like I'm like okay, so like, there's there's just so much wrong with this whole conversation on page thirty six, and then it ends with well I make it a point not to date Nazis. <laughs> How did we get to Nazis? I don't know. I'm like literally a, page, literally a page and a half later. So <laughs> just saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Where do you go from yeah, there? And just, honestly. And well, and then when and then when Mike gets outed and he gets doxxed, she's she she tells everybody at the meeting, like where he's at and everything. And then she's like, and then they're like, oh, Mike's in trouble. Like her parents phone him or whatever. He sends the message. And she goes, but she wondered something too. How had Mike been outed? I'm like, because you fucking told everybody. <laughs> right? Dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like everything is just constantly, constantly, like, these extremes. There's never, like, and then, you know, she had no choice. Like, so, in, in other words, like, in order to fess up for her things, it says she had no choice but to do what he told her. For the second time, she was under his protection. It was a feeling she could get used to and wish for more of it, for more of him. She emptied the bag of ice on the sidewalk planter with a live oak tree. Like, with, with a live oak tree? Like, uh, what? She's so dead. Because she's carrying, remember? She's like carrying ice home from the grocery store. I know, store. I know. Which, yeah, she carries <laughs> for her tattoo. Yeah, just. I don't oh, know. I don't know why like... she needs the ice. It's not for her tattoo. Was it for her? So she got iced down her tattoo. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I don't I'm just think Liberty she Adams has skin for a tattoo. tattoo or knows anything about or... tattoos. I don't think Liberty Adams knows anything about economics, tattoos. Um, she also uses the term red pilled. So there's a whole bunch of like, you know, yes. divisive language and just a lot of like, a lot of, a lot of talking point kind of conservative. Well, not even conservative. Like it, trigger it, words. It, this happens. Yeah, trigger words. Because they use this also all, all the time. Pretty much it's become regular vernacular, unfortunately. I mean, we have to admit that. Like, it's not even extremist language being red-pilled now. It's just now part of our language. Well, the other thing, though, it's like, it is part of the language. And this is where I kind of have a little bit of a, this is where I become the pedant. Like, these words have certain meanings. And I get that language evolves and they can take on new meanings and stuff. But red pill meant something, and still does, it means something very specific. That is inter intersectionality, for instance. Um, 
And I feel like she's throwing these words in here because these are the words that leftists use. And these words are triggering to people. So I'm going to throw them in there without any real thought to what they actually mean, where these words come from, uh, and what they signify. And so you have these preposterous conversations that don't really go anywhere and don't make any sense because she's using words that she fundamentally doesn't understand like what the there's three other books right so <laughs> yes and you have to go to her website to get them you cannot get them from amazon i and this was sort of what i understand and there is a very funny reddit about yes. this book and liberty adams in particular <laughs> and there's some debate as like to liberty whether or not adams she's is actually a woman but also, Liberty Adams replies to a lot of her criticisms in the Reddit thread, and it's it's, it's worth a read. Yeah, I would read I would read the comments more than I would read this book. Yes. However, okay, so let's get back to the romance element of it. Okay. Yeah. There's no there's there's no there's no sex <laughs> in the book. There is one kiss in it's this book. Very chaste. It's very chaste, and it's yeah. just I don't. Yeah, it's a. It's not an exciting read. It's not extremely well written. But from the romance perspective, like, I didn't really feel any sexual tension between. I was more confused uh, most of the time. <laughs> like, I get sort of like being attracted to someone who is very different from you. I'm um, going out with a Republican, Rachel. <laughs> so you get it too. Um, yeah. And I can understand, like, the whole sort of the the fantasy of the male protector can be very comforting at times, and I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, you like on the page, you don't really under feel or understand why these two people are. You're told that they're attracted to each other, but you don't. It doesn't really come across in anything else, like any of the the things that they do. Um, the way the action is described, all of that stuff. And so it's just, it's like, well, I know you're hot for one another because you told me so, but like, yeah. what, are you still thinking about him when you're alone? Uh, are you st are, like, are you thinking, are, does she consume your thoughts even though you, you don't want her to? Like that kind of thing where the, the person gets under their skin. There isn't any of that. But there's not even like, a, like there's no nipple twitches or hotness or like, no. I felt the heat of his body or his closeness. There's no yeah. there's no physical reference to being attracted to someone. No. It's just like, even though we were so different, I found myself like drawn to his yeah, like, protective my state. And like tingled when yeah. he touched my hand. Like, like any of that yeah, shit. Like exactly. Like he lifted he lifted me into the truck and it was, you know, like it, you know, my my feminist rad femme friends would disagree, but my my loins disagree yeah, with them, yeah, yeah. or something. Even like just something. Like, just, yes, not a single throbbing loin <laughs> to be found anywhere in this book. Not a not a tingle, not a nipple hardening, not anything. Nothing. Nothing. If that's what it's like to be with a fucking trumper, like MAGA trumper, like no, thank you. I guess just you know, sex is just a biological need. It has nothing to do with. Actual Does Ricky have a feeling? I mean, as, as Ricky as a, I guess a post red femme, would she even have had a vibrator? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like the possibility exists that neither one of them self serves because 
I guess. Too conservative? To, it's <laughs> Do they even know their own bodies? Who can tell? It's know. a mystery for the <laughs> ages with these two. Because, <laughs> again, it's like, I only know what you tell me. And I yeah. think you're lying yeah. when you say that you're yeah. attracted to each other. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, so anyway, I... So hot or not, Rach? Not oh, hot. Maybe one of the and least it's... hot books we've read. To be the and the the Amish the romance books. was the, hotter yeah, than yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, agreed. That I believe and it's not even, two and were attracted to each other. And and they're highly conservative religious books, and mention yes. God a lot, and like they were hotter than this. And yeah. It was cute, and like the story was nice, and like yeah. I mean, sure, it wasn't like a hot romance, but it was it was sweet. I believed in their relationship. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't believe in this one. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways, so to our listeners, we apologize for all, all the politics being discussed. But actually, I don't apologize for it. Just <laughs> fill our DMs with shit. We, we won't check them anyway. Go for it. <laughs> what DMs are not on social media? <laughs> I think we, yeah, we have a Twitter feed. Oh, there is feed, a Twitter a, feed that no, I don't have, We have a Twitter to. feed and an Instagram that we don't post to either. No, there's no Insta. It's only just Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah. yeah, feel free to write the Twitter that we don't even know we had. <laughs> <laughs> so now is usually the time when we turn to Goodreads um, to, for some vindication. <laughs> but this book has one of the lowest scores that yes. we've ever encountered on Goodreads. It has 1.28. Which is, which is like unbelievably low uh, yes so low and the reviews below are... chuck tingle <laughs> <laughs> the reviews are very funny here's one no just no target audience prefers to burn books not read them god help me i wish i couldn't read <laughs> anyway for me that i have nothing more to say about no this show. i think i'm done i'm done thanks yeah. for indulging us <laughs> that's really right. all i can say next next time we come on we're reading a current one which is uh, the, the current book is also Ooh, it's problematic it's but in a very just, different way yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my choice apparently i am mm-hmm. really messed up <laughs> inside <laughs> yes, we can explore that are. next time on chicks and dicks <laughs> explore <laughs> Explore as we deconstruct <laughs> Rachel's mental state in the next Chicks and Digs. <laughs> but until then, I have been Rachel. And I have been Shelly. And keep it sexy. And no, but not like MAGA sexy. Like, MAGA like sexy. Right, my boyfriend is, my boyfriend's like Republican yeah. sexy. He's, yeah. he's like, he's MAGA light. I don't know. MAGA light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. What a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely I feel like I got five dollars worth of entertainment out of it. Mm, we should have said that, but maybe. But I also don't want any more one else to buy that fucking book. <laughs>